This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Get you right in touch with us here at the broadcast. Uh, the CDC admits droplets from a sneeze could spread Ebola. Hmm. No, hmm. no, I will not hear of it. That is a myth. That is a lie. That is a conspiracy by right wing kooks to spread panic. No. And yet they've admitted that it is possible. If you are sniffling and sneezing, you produce microorganisms that can get on stuff in a room. If people touch them, they could be infected, according to Dr. Merrill Nass of the Institute for Public Accuracy in Washington, D.C. Pointed to a poster, uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention quietly released on its website saying the deadly virus can spread through droplets. <laughs> yeah, uh, hello, which is what we've been saying the whole time, and they've been, no, no, that's not true. It's only spread uh, through sexual contact, and uh, uh, somebody has... I think they're saying that. I mean, they're just saying it's like if you happen to ingest nine pounds of vomit. Yeah, that's about it. It's about the only thing they've been saying that could possibly pass it. And the uh, droplets can, this is good, too. This is good news. Droplets can remain active for up to a day. Well, and we a found day. that's not even, what was, the, what was yeah. the thing we did yesterday? In cold weather, 60 well, days. <laughs> just 60. 60 days. That's it? Just a couple months? Right. What's good is what we need to do, probably, what we should do is maybe, I don't know, bring some people here that have it. Oh, that would be great. You know what? You're in luck, Jeffy. <laughs> oh, wow. The what? State Department has quietly made plans to bring Ebola-infected doctors and medical aides to the U.S. for treatment. Yay! We did, we did it. Yay! More Ebola patients! Yeah. And by the way... Yay! Ebola! Ebola! <laughs> Not even citizens, by the way. Doesn't no. even have to be citizens, which is great. Some countries are implicitly or explicitly waiting for medevac assurances before they will agree to send their own medical teams to join U.S. and U.N. aid workers. So they're saying, like, Will, we'll come help you if you promise to treat us and bring it into your country if things go bad. Great! Yay! 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 No. I, I just say no. In no, the memo, officials say their doing that. preference is for patients to go to Europe, but there are some cases in which the U.S. is the logical treatment destination for non-citizens. Um, no. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. The answer is Hello. no. Uh, really? Is that, is that what you'd like to do? Yeah. Mm. Uh, no. No. Sorry. Um, no. Well, that. thank you. <laughs> You're good at saying no. Because hey, it still means yes most of the time, but that's okay. There, there is no policy of U.S. government to allow entry of non-U.S. citizen Ebola-infected patients into the U.S. There is no consideration in the State Department, according to the State Department. So they are denying this. They're saying that's not true. 
But it makes me we, believe it even more. Yeah, we've seen every time after time after time after time that they're liars. But it's a memo, right? It's a, yeah, the it memo was a memo that they put out. Describes the department. specifically, it is a treatment center for non-American citizens. Uh, well, I guess we just don't believe it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this uh, crazy nurse lady um, who seemingly, at least so there's some reports, uh, blogs and such, that she worked for the CDC. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand her response. She comes in, she, she goes, fights Ebola, comes in, has this quarantine thing, and immediately starts flipping out and suing. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, contacting media. It was as if this was her shtick from the beginning. Uh, she worked for the CDC. She uh, has ties to, uh, you know, a lawyer who was a big Obama guy. And, you know, people are speculating that, you know, something was going. I don't know if that's true. I will say that uh, the way she's uh, handling this is horrible. Yeah. Uh, even Piers Morgan just came out with a, uh, with a column saying, echoing what we're talking about here, which is it's just plain selfish to not accept a couple of weeks of uh, alone time when you've been dealing with Ebola patients. Just plain selfish. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much obvious to most people. But the media and the government are really jumping on her side of this. And now she's saying, even though there is a rule saying she has to go into quarantine in Maine, she's just going to ignore it. She is going to just do whatever she wants. That's incredible. And it's, not, it's, it's really, incredible. really selfish. She says, we do not want to have legally enforced in-home quarantine. In ho- it's in your house. You know how much yeah. I want in-home quarantine for a few oh weeks? Oh, my gosh. I will take that in a oh. second. <laughs> and people will bring me stuff to eat? Oh, my God. All that yes. Are you kidding oh my me? Gosh. I will be the best you Madden 14 player you've ever seen. Oh, my god! I will watch every movie and documentary oh I've been gosh. waiting to see. I will get caught up. On, I will watch Walking Dead. Sleep. I will get. A, I will be there <laughs> with yeah. you, Jeffy. We can talk Walking Dead every day. I will do all of that crap with a few weeks at home. That sounds delightful. Wow. She says we're confident. We are confident that selfless health workers, you're just the opposite. Right. Not selfless. If you won't go, you're selfish if you won't go into a quarantine situation. Selfless health workers who were brave enough to care for Ebola patients in a foreign country will be willing to take respons- responsible steps we know, to protect residents of their own country. We however, know that's not true. However, they already we, haven't been doing those things. We are willing to pursue legal authority if necessary to ensure risk is mini- minimized for Mainers. I mean... They're not doing it. No. She's not doing it. Right. You can't say that people who are selfless uh, health workers working on Ebola will be responsible enough to do this, considering everyone we've heard of has not been. One guy was lying about going bowling uh, and going on the subway. We had other people who didn't think they contracted the disease and were flying over the country and had contracted the disease. And, you know, like, it's not even, it's not an indictment of those people necessarily, though the doctor who lied about it, there is kind of an indictment there. But the nurses flying around, they didn't know they had it, you know, they were told it was okay by the CDC to fly. You know, okay, I understand that. Uh, But we've obviously come to a point where we can conclude that the medical professionals don't actually fully know what's going on, or they wouldn't be getting Ebola themselves. Every single person who has contracted Ebola in this country uh, has lied. Every one of them, or right. refused to to uh, participate uh, in sensible limits. Well, the 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 uh, first guy who came Duncan? here from Liberia, Duncan, lied. Mm-hmm. Went to the hospital, told him he hadn't come in contact with anybody with Ebola. They sent him home. Okay, you lied, and then you spread it around, mm-hmm. and then uh, the doctor has lied. This nurse 
uh, has just refused yeah, to not, to uh, cooperate. This is the way you phrased that. You said every. Uh, I would say the two nurses. Oh, uh, the Dallas, two nurses here. Uh, I would say. I don't know. That I don't think that they've lied. done that because yeah, I mean they called. That's true. One of the the one that flew called the CDC through the through the Texas Health Department. I think it was, and they said oh, it's okay to fly. Every every so, person well, who contracted it from Africa. Yeah, they didn't yeah. come has lied. The nurses got it here. Yeah. From someone uh, from Africa, right? But and they, but they didn't lie about their quarantine. And when they got no, the they symptoms, they called it in. And I mean, the they actually doctor. acted pretty right. responsibly given the parameters they were they were given the two to, Dallas to handle. Yeah. 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 And good the first it. doctor, the the the, uh, the preacher doctor from oh, yeah. Dallas yeah. as well. Yes, although Dallas. yes, again he did. He, it, he did say the uh, people can, who contracted it in the, United, yeah. in the United States, but that would include. I mean, we'll expand that to Duncan as well, who yeah. uh, who died obviously, but he, uh, you know, he didn't contract it here, but he did lie to get here yeah. with it. Um, so that's uh, just as disturbing. Yeah. Um, she says she's not going to do the man requirement. She doesn't want to be. She she does not want to agree to continue to be confined to a residence beyond two days. <laughs> two days. Which of course does nothing. She knows. She knows. She's worked for the she CDC. Like she's she a nurse. Knows. She knows two days is not yeah. adequate. You uh, can't do that. Even MSNBC is on this case and trying to figure out what the hell is going on with Obama and his response to Ebola, which seems bizarre. It seems mm -hmm. any. Look, I don't. It's bad. I don't think Obama wants Ebola all over the place. I don't know why he would want that. However, I, everything he's doing is making it worse, right? Like he, all mm -hmm. of the policies that are simple, he's resisting. That would that would have stopped every case that's come to uh, the United States. Every single case that's come to the United States would have been stopped by basic policies he refuses to implement. I don't. I don't know mm -hmm. why. I don't know why he's doing that. It's it's insanity. And Chris Matthews doesn't see, even understand it either on MSNBC. People have to see how government works before they believe it will work. There's no way to see into this administration positively and see how it works. Why wasn't Ron Klain out there this weekend fighting as the czar? If he was going to be the chief spokesman even, let alone the chief executive of the fight against Ebola, why wasn't he out on point? They have to see how it works before they're going to believe that it works. And that's the challenge. Who's running the White House right now? According yeah, to the word, we get Chris Christie gets a call from Valerie Jarrett, but says he hasn't heard from the White House. Well, what's that about? I mean, it's unclear how this thing works. Yeah, there you go. Even Chris Matthews. Uh, according to The Hill, uh, Chuck Hagel is considering Ebola quarantine for all the troops deployed to West Africa. So the troops have to go through it, but not the doctors and nurses. Well, I mean, you know, some troops have to get haircuts, too, Pat. Yeah, I've heard that. I've uh, heard that uh, sometimes we force them to do things like get a haircut. Like get a haircut. That the regular general population doesn't have to do. Right. I don't have to go get a haircut <laughs> if I don't want one. They do. Every right. couple of weeks, they got to get a haircut. The good thing is, you know, they also don't have to wear uh, the full hazmat suits in Ebola zones, um, which is awesome. Uh, Except for them. Well, it's not for, it's not good for them at all. It's actually terrible <laughs> it's for them. It's really bad uh, for them. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, it's wonderful for I the people know. who won't be intimidated, intimidated by the uh, yes by the scary suits. I, I guess. So, I mean, uh, does that make sense, though? A 21-day quarantine. Yeah. Uh, we all think that makes sense. No one's, if, if, I would assume the troops are going to come back and say, look, you know, do we want it to be in a 21-day quarantine? No, but we understand it. And that is the basis with this nurse. If anyone should understand a 21-day quarantine, it's this nurse. And, I, God, I really hope she doesn't have Ebola. But if she does and she's walking around and putting other people at risk, it's completely selfish. For what? A couple of weeks of paid vacation that you're resisting? What is the point of this? It is, it is an awful, awful uh, you know, spectacle right now. And, and, 
you know, this, the administration has done nothing to help and does, has done everything to make it worse. This does not need to be this complicated. As, as scary as Ebola is, it, it isn't it's, it's not easy to pass. It does not seem to be a disease that's going to spread out like um, uh, you know, the flu might. Uh, so why not take simple steps to, uh, to protect your citizens? And I, th I swear it's this thing where, like, they started off this way. Well, we're never going to – they said over and over and over, in, over and over in interviews, well, there's very low chance. It's highly unlikely it's coming here. Don't worry. Not a big deal. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Then when it comes here, they say, well, it's not a big deal. We don't need to put a travel ban in. Well, everyone says there should be a travel ban. You know, 70% of Americans say, obviously, we should have a travel ban. But he can't back out of it now. And he just continually makes these half steps, getting closer and closer to the policy we, sh we said should have been implemented at the beginning. And, uh, you know, there's just some sort of political regret. He can't admit he ma he's made this terrible mistake. Just admit it and move on. Not only can he not admit his mistakes, he he comes up with these bizarre uh, things that make it even worse. Like, it, not only are they saying that you can't uh, you can't do a travel ban from West Africa, but the quarantine they're fighting against quarantining people too. Yeah, he's he's telling states not to quarantine right. anybody, and he doesn't want them quarantined. How does that make any sense? How does it make any sense when you come back here from West Africa, when you've been treating Ebola patients, not to have to sit in quarantine, even if it's self-imposed at home, uh, even if it's mandatory, but it's at home mm -hmm. for 21 days? It makes yeah. about as much sense as, not to, as banning travel from those countries to here. Yeah. It makes about as much sense as that. Yeah, neither one that. of them make any sense. And the New York one was fantastic. It was the, the supposed quarantine of New York was that they were going to stop by twice a day and anyone can come and visit you, friends, family, whatever. Yeah. That's not a quarantine. <laughs> no. A quarantine is you have some alone time, okay? You know, you, you sit in your house, mm -hmm. you play some video games, you watch some movies, you, you know, you, if people bring you food, uh, you don't leave for any reason. We have a thing now called um, mm, television. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm not. Yeah. And, and something else called... Uh, oh, gosh, what is it? DVDs, where you put them in, and then like a bunch of pretend scenes happen in mm -hmm. front of you on a screen, like on a magic box or mm -hmm. something. And uh, I don't, I mean, you're not really alone when you've got <laughs> these people coming into your house. Well, yeah, but you can pass Ebola you know I mean? through Skype or FaceTime, right? No. No? no. So you could talk to people and yeah. even see them yeah. the entire time? That's another thing we have and, is a uh, thing called uh, uh, Skype, like you said, mm -hmm. and where you could actually look at somebody and see their face. Yeah. It's like through magic. I got news for you. On the uh, thing. There's plenty of DVDs that have real scenes on them. Yeah. Not just pretend scenes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, Thank you, I, Jeffy. Appreciate that. We, we need to give you a timeout. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just gonna be, this is what we do. I'm just trying to clarify. Just a quick timeout. Just trying a to little, clarify. Can we give, a, give Jeffy quarantine? Maybe we need a Jeffy quarantine <laughs> that we just That's can implement whenever That's Jeffy says idea. something like that. Can we do that? Uh, mm -hmm. can we, what we need is like, I would say... You need something that just has like plastic sheeting that just goes around his area for like f for a five-minute quarantine. Put him in a cone of silence yeah, for a while. I think that's fair. See, and I think Jeffy time. would understand it. Mm -hmm. He would not fight his quarantine. He would say, yeah. "You know what? I deserve what it. I've done. I I deserve this. I don't just want to, to infect. I don't want the to infect nation anymore. with me."
That's what he'd. That's what he'd say. Am I right? Do on you that? think that? Yeah, I think so. You think I think that? that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Triple eight seven two seven Beth. More patents too. You know, coming up here. It's seven. inevitable, I believe. Time for an important health update from CDC Director Pat Gray. Yeah, I dreamed I had Ebola last night. And uh, one of the ways in which you can really get this disease is through dreams. <laughs> really? Yeah. So if so. I dream about it tonight, then I have it? Then you have it. Okay. Yeah. So, so if anyone Ebola in the now. audience, if you've, tomorrow, tonight you dream that you have Ebola, mm -hmm. please uh, tweet at us, uh, at Pat and Stu, at World of It Stu, was awful, too, because I, let us I felt really crappy. <laughs> I felt... I thought I was so sick in my dream, and then I woke up and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sick. wait, I don't, I don't feel crappy anywhere." <laughs> That's because you don't, don't have Ebola. No, I didn't then, but now I do. But now because you I've dreamed do. So you so, woke, but the, within the 21 days. Show, yeah, until for 21 days. Yeah. So, so you got 21 days of bowling or whatever you want. Why don't you right. just, are you going on that vomit Subway. tour still? I, I'm going to go on a vomiting and licking tour mm -hmm. uh, throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, another thing we haven't talked about, Pat, we've mm -hmm. talked obviously about the licking tours, but it's, uh, one thing you do is you just go to high areas and just vomit in different just areas vomit. of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just leave droplets mm -hmm. all over all the place mm -hmm. that can't exist there for, you know, really long periods of time. But it's not that so. hot, hot here, so it usually no. only lasts a couple of weeks. Right. Jeffy, you have a bowl yet? <laughs> I don't know. I've gone to a lot of high places and vomited a bunch, so maybe have I you? do. It's a little different when you describe it that way, I think. Um, we'll get back into that later. Um, we do need a contagion area for Jeffy. Uh, we need a quarantine. Can we please put that together? We, we're gonna need to, we need to spend 87% uh, of our budget on four plastic sheets uh, to uh, kind of just go around Jeffy. We can even live, a, if you want, we don't have to do this, but we can leave, even live a little air, air hole above. <laughs> to get a little air out of that. I'm not necessarily sold on that. I'm not locked into that part of it. No. Because what if something escapes? Right. Well, we can kind of barely hear you at the top. I don't <laughs> want that to happen. You don't want so. that. Well, keep it airtight <laughs> for your safety. Um, we talked about this a little not bit. the first time you've mentioned putting me in some airtight piece of plastic. Huh. Uh, That's yeah, weird. Look, I'm a little repetitive. We do a lot of shows, five hours a day. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I'll happen to repeat an idea. I'm sorry. Uh, this comes from Connecticut, and we talked about it briefly on the radio uh, the other day. But a man in Waterbury is being investigated for allegedly performing sex acts on a pit bull while claiming it was, an, uh, it was ISIS that sent him to do the deed. Uh, Alice Woodruff found, the, Woodruff found the man who is believed to be suffering from mental health issues. You think? <laughs> that, that's an interesting one. Because we don't know what the dog looked like. We, no. we have no idea. We don't so, know what ISIS's goals are. Right. Maybe their goal is to, you know, uh, uh, you know, have relations with many dogs. Oh, here's the here. pit bull. The pit bull is a little, little pudgy, I would say, uh, for a pit bull. Mm -hmm. that is not a, that's not an intimidating pit bull. I will say when I saw a pit bull, I thought it was going to be a lot scarier than that. She is naked, though. She is fully naked. I mean, mm -hmm. she's not wearing an, a stitch of clothing. Yeah. Um, I thought the dog, uh, my dog had killed somebody because I saw a man underneath her. I started to scream. I had a citronella candle, <laughs> and I threw it at him, which is, it is an odd detail. To put the type of candle. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily important. Screaming, uh, get off my dog, you have to get out of here. He said, no, today's the day we are going to spend the rest of our lives together. He pranced through the yard naked, yelling, this is our day, and you have to prosper in it. ISIS sent me. And I was thinking, did, I, did something like this just land in my backyard? I ran in, got my gun out of the bedroom, and realized, as usual, the ammunition is locked in my car in my glove box. I showed him the clip. I showed him the clip went in, but I always kept the gun at my side while I was talking to him. 
He kept saying, this is the plan. We're going to die today in a massacre. He didn't seem to care that I had the gun. I kept it down. Then I gave him a warning shot to the dirt. Now, that's quite because we were talking about this. Is, is that even legal? I know Joe Biden told us the only thing you need is to have a gun and shoot a couple of warning shots, and then you'll be safe from any intruder. Um, however, he was advising us to do something illegal in many states. And Connecticut's got to be one of those states, right, Pat? You lived there for you know a while. On um, two separate occasions. So were you a gun totally. owner while you were there? Um, no, I don't think I've ever owned a gun in Connecticut. No, I've never owned a gun in Connecticut. Ever. Ever. Wait, why, why did you state I've never like that? owned a gun in Connecticut. I just wanted to state that very clearly for the record. I do not. I've never owned a gun in Connecticut. Never. So, family no. Members? I don't even know. No. No family members? Mm -mm. Nope. Never had a gun there. Do you have a gun here in Texas? You I do have a gun here in Texas. You did not have one. I here. did have one, but I lost it. It's gone. Somebody <laughs> stole it. Someone stole your gun? Somebody stole it. Well, don't you have to yeah, report that completely. to police, especially when I it's I think a, I did. I think it, I called and the line was busy, but I, th I think I called him back. You think you called, but the line was yeah. busy? Mm -hmm. Well, that's you haven't reported it yeah, officially, right? I, I think I told him when the... Because it's an AR-15, isn't it? It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, Oh, it was. It's gone. Yeah. So it's not even a it's gun gone. anymore? Was it melted? I don't know what the person did who took it. With I don't know what they did with it. I don't know what they did with it. So, But I just assume that they've done something nefarious. Like melt it down. Jeffrey, you own any legal guns? <clears throat> legal? Yes. I mean, they were legal when they were sold originally, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they gone want. now? Are yours gone as well? I don't know what you want from me. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, interesting, interesting qualification there. They were illegal when they were originally sold. <laughs> I don't think that answers <laughs> the question what means, but. at all. So is it illegal? So, because the way she says this, she's like, as usual, my ammunition was in my car. Yeah, because you box. can't you can't have the gun and the ammo in the same place in Connecticut. That it, is such ridiculous. Is that, that. true? Because yeah, it's, it's so seemed, asinine. I wasn't sure if the way she says that is she's like, as usual, I freaking left the you know the ammunition outside. Or she's saying she had to do that because I of the think, law. I think you have to do that, although I don't think it has to be in the car and in your house. Have to be I think they right? just have to be separated. Because, you know, there, and this has happened before, where ammunition will crawl out of its case and go into the gun and start shooting. I hate that. This has happened a lot. That happened, when I years. had a gun, it happened to me three times really? in one week. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I wasn't that upset when the gun was stolen. <laughs> Uh, you believe you're talking this way about a Second Amendment right? No! You have to say you have to. <laughs> it's really sad, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, I, I, oh, this, this actually reminded me uh, of a segment I, call, I saw on uh, uh, Ali G, uh, <coughs> Resurrection. They're airing this on um, uh, FX now, or FXX, I guess, is one of those. FX, and there's FX and FXX and FX Now. Yeah. And FX, I, I, I think FX better, better veterinarian. I think there's a veterinarian channel now. Associate, I don't know. They have like a hundred channels. So uh, this, so this is the old show. Sasha Baron Cohen. Who do you know this at all, Pat? I Ali don't G? know Ali G. Huh? He's a fake rapper, basically, and he does this really horrible show where he interviews real people, but he's just an idiot. And, and it's Sasha Baron. And it's Sasha Baron Cohen, Cohen, who did Borat and yeah. uh, Bruno and The Dictator, and and he's pretending to be, uh, like, uh, seemingly like this really stupid public affairs guy. Like maybe he's trying. I always wonder how they get these interviews because he'll interview people who are like heads of major departments in Washington D.C. And he'll just be proposing these horrible, horrible ideas, <laughs> and they sit there and they listen through them and. Even though they're really dumb, they try to take him seriously and they let him down very easily. 
I don't know if they go to him and say, look, this is a kid's show. You know, he's a little bit out there, but just, you know, go with him. I don't know why these people do these interviews. But the show aired, you know, well, quite a while ago. They brought it back uh, on FXX and kind of added some stuff to it. But I saw this clip the other day, and it was it's Ali G interviewing the head of a gun control organization trying to find some middle ground between them and, and, and gun rights enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. Watch his proposals. Do you think there is some middle ground that can be reached between you and the gun people? Well, we've tried. We've tried. There's what? not a lot of middle ground there. What about allowing guns but banning bullets? Would you be able to that? <laughs> um, we would like to see great restrictions on bullets. So what about allowing bullets but banning guns? Well, again, we want to have very strong restrictions on guns. We, we would like to have strong restrictions on guns and bullets. So what about allowing guns and banning bullets? No, I've done that one. <laughs> what, okay, what about allowing guns but having bullets that don't fit the guns? <laughs> well, again, in, in this country, to actually pass a law, we have to get past the people who are, who are making all the money making the guns and selling the guns and making the bullets and selling the bullets. But the girls, they like the guns, or The girls, they like the guns. You've got a little... Yeah, but but how much are they going to like you after you've been shot and you're in a wheelchair and you can't go to the bathroom by yourself? Yeah, they ain't going to like you. Or or after you've been shot and you're in a hospital and you're brain damaged, you're going. Uh, okay, how, how much are the girls going to like you then? No, they ain't going to like you then. But until that happens, they're going to be well into you. Yeah, but that's going to happen pretty quick, man. <laughs> you think having guns but having bullets that don't fit the gun is that's that a, a good, good proposal? Idea. It's a good idea. It's a good proposal, but you yeah. think about it, he's coming up with these ridiculous ideas. They are actually going for things like that. You yeah, can't put are. the gun and the bullet in the same location. That is just an absurd a, a, a suggestion as guns and then no bullets that fit the guns. <laughs> <laughs> it is really where we are in that uh, in that debate. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Mm -hmm. We're back with more Pat and Stu in just a moment because it's inevitable. We do have word she's not going to face any charges for her uh, gun firing. Oh, her into warning the, her warning shot into yeah. the dirt. Yeah. Thank God. Maybe Joe Biden got her off. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. A tweet on the Twitters at Pat and Stu. Justin says, uh, Pat and Stu. Well, we do know ISIS milks male goats, so who knows what they do to goats? That's a great That's a, point. We hadn't thought of that. Uh, last week we found out this. Um, we are ISIS. We are ISIS. We milk the goat, even if it is male. See, this is a parody song against ISIS, mm -hmm. and uh, it is cutting comedy like you can't believe. This slices them to the, co oh. to the bone, to the bone. I've been uh, I've been working out to, at the gym to this because it's just it pumps you up, you know. Right. I mean, except really for the, except for the working out part. But but then you get to the lyrics, and it's so brutal. Uh, in its takedown of ISIS, that it, we have no knowledge in our brains. We attack this town of Sinjar. We have no knowledge in our brains. We scare women and children. Our caliph is bearded, and our brains are upside down. Our hope is to kill. That's why we have no future. 
We are ISIS. We are ISIS. Oh, ouch. That one hurt. That's gotta hurt. And by the way, you notice we've, we made this big deal about uh, Daesh or Josh. Yeah, they, that's uh, what they call it. That's what they actually call it there. Daesh, Daesh. Yeah, that's the, uh, the it's the actual uh, acronym for the organization. And for whatever reason, we're calling it ISIS or ISIL. Yeah. Because we think it's better. I don't, I don't know. But they actually don't. They, they don't. They call it Daesh. They don't know what's good Daesh. for them over there. They kind of say Dashi, Dashi, it sounds like in there. But yeah. either way, uh, you know, they do milk. The, the goats, the goat, even, if, even if it's male. So that's what ISIS does. It's, so it's true. I hate to say that about anybody, but I think they deserve it. You know what I mean? No, I, you know, you hate a, to say it's it's about harsh. anybody. It's harsh. It's harsh. It's almost too harsh to <laughs> say about anybody. <laughs> agreed. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck. Almost about it is yeah, our phone number. Uh, we're on to politics a little bit here. I um, mean, Jeffy, we've never even said to you that you milk a male goat. We have said right. that have many we? times. Many <laughs> have we ever said his brains upside down? We have many times, but we've never accused him of attacking Sinjar. The no, we have. Sinjar. We have. Actually. We have. Accused yeah, him we have of that. Technically, okay. not. I don't think there's much in that song you haven't accused. <laughs> we have. We have. Uh, and and not all of it true. I will say all of it true. You you have attacked the town of Sinjar, haven't you? For food one time. I don't like to talk about you, it. Yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's another battle in my life. Like the like the battle. island of oh, spice yeah. operation. Oh my gosh, we brought it up again. Urgent fury. Don't like to talk about. Yeah, I know you. Uh, I know you know. Taking of. Let's not then. Let's go straight to uh, to well, Mitch horrible, McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Have you seen the latest ad for him? He's. I guess this is his latest. I mean, this is why one of the many many reasons why Mitch McConnell must go. He must go. Uh, look at how weird this is. This guy. He must go. We're just now advocating completely. Go. <laughs> They're like going, wait, because Allison Grimes is not going to be better. You do realize that. I do realize that. However, he must go. He just sucks. I mean, you tell me after you see this. You know, a lot of people try to tell me how to do my commercials. Right. We see you between two trucks. That sounds dangerous. Oh, my gosh. And they do hey, the Van Damme thing. What about using a talking baby? That's been done before. We'll end with you and bloodhounds. That's not going to work. Maybe it's enough to say Mitch fights for Kentucky. You know, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. I'm Mitch McConnell and I approve this message. Wow, is that embarrassing? It's, oh, my gosh. That is one of the worst things oh I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. I, He's one of the people. I, that oh. He sucks. Oh, my. How could you possibly allow that on the air how do you approve that message seriously you you look at that and you say you, you're all fired you're all fired, all fired. Uh, every one of all you, of you are every fired one of you people are fired right now how get could out you? get out before i start shooting get out i mean that's that's, that's as bad as it gets bad, right I mean, there. That's worse than Daesh, Daesh. Seriously. We milk goats even if we're male. Well, first of all, that's a, that's a really good song. And secondly, is that any worse than I'm Not a Witch? I, I think Christine O'Donnell no. k- kicks, k- kicks that commercial's ass. Yeah, it does. I mean, that is Frankly, it terrible. Does. It's no, not right. funny. He looks totally unnatural. Oh. It's not. The, the jokes aren't good even if they were executed well. No. I mean, that is terrible. God, he is <laughs> Awful. It's really it's bad. Like, throw this by you here for a second. Let's just say you can pick one of these outcomes. Mitch McConnell wins and he's back in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Or you have four or six years of Allison Grimes and then you replace him with somebody good. 
I'd be more than happy to go with that option. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Now, I, you, unfortunately, you can't guarantee the second part of that. You can't say that Allison Grimes loses, and then you might have a Democrat. But for six years, I think I'm willing to lose Mitch McConnell. He sucks. And I, I was on the fence before that ad. Now I'm not on the fence anymore. He needs, he's just He awful. needs to go, right? He needs to I mean, go. You know, I it's still, um, I, you know, awful. when it comes down to a vote where we want another senator, I'm going to feel I know. the opposite way. So I realize I that. I yeah. just, it's just, he's just terrible. And let's. Let's not, you know, this is not just some senator in another vote. This is the guy in our leadership, if yeah. you're a Republican. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's one of those situations where this guy is the example of what Republicans are. He's the guy pushing for these policies. He's horrific. He has never in his life inspired anyone to do anything. <laughs> and he's in a leadership position. Remember it was Trent Lott back in the day? Yeah. Then I remember saying the same thing about him. How do they find the worst, most boring, least convincing, least... Uh, least conservative. Least conservative senators to get in these positions? I don't know. I, it's, it is unbelievable. I Although I will say, um, I saw this ad as well. And this comes from uh, Tom Steyer. Well, Tom Steyer is one of these Koch brother evil billionaire guys, except he's not evil because he's, he's on the Democrat, Democrat side. Mm -hmm. So he's actually fighting for freedom and... And, and the, the ad, um, or the story written about this ad was Woody Harrelson's powerful ad about climate change. Watch this and tell me if you think this is a powerful ad about climate change. They told us the world was flat and insisted it was the center of the universe. They ignored pollution, said that cigarettes were harmless, leaded gas was safe, and there was nothing wrong with CFCs. Now they tell us Climate change is a hoax. Some powerful people want to hold us back. But the truth is undeniable. This is a fight we will win. Next Gen Climate Action Committee is responsible for the content of this advertising. That's awful. That's awful. It is absolutely awful. I, I, what's, it's terrible. It's a terrible, it's just a litany of complaints. Did the same people who told you smoking were bad say the earth was flat? Uh, no. No, I'm no, pretty no. sure no. That's what I was going to ask. Who are these yeah. they yeah, people? Who's they? Who, who are the people we we like you to believe we're not is essentially who they is in this spot. Like we we swear we're not them. If we were around in the day, we would have known the the earth was round. Jeez. In fact, it was the powers that be. It was the powers <laughs> we're fighting against who were telling you that the earth was flat. And if you said that the earth wasn't flat, and which we knew pretty much all along, by the way. But mm -hmm. the, the other thing is they did think that, that the Earth was the center of the solar system or the universe. And, and it, was, uh, it was scientists who were saying like, uh, that, that that wasn't the case. And it was the government agencies and the power of the church, because they were one at the time, that persecuted those people and put them in jail for saying it. <laughs> they were the, the power structure was saying it just like they are now yeah, all with those... the global warming. It's us who are saying, no, the world isn't flat. We're trying to tell you it's not flat. Yeah, it's funny. All of those examples are examples of, uh, of there's a scientific consensus, and then the right side comes in and overturns it. And then they're saying, but with global warming... There's a scientific cons no. Don't think that one all the way through. Right. Don't think it all the way through because then you yeah. got to think. Wait, there's a scientific consensus, and then the the right side comes in and overturns it. it uh, that's uh, plus it was the government that said cigarettes were harmless. The government was telling the, us the that. doctors were saying doctors that as well. were saying scientists that. I mean, of what the time are you talking about. Yeah, it's really it's just really bizarre and bad, and they're trying to pin it all apparently 
on the Koch brothers yeah. because that's who they show. And that's what's really ridiculous is that the guy who wrote, who, who's funding this organization, he's just the Koch brother. He's a multi-billionaire that runs ads that says liberal things instead of runs ads that say libertarian things. Oh, I mean, it's awful. such a bizarre. Th- I don't think that's effective at all. It's uh, awful. And it's it's not well done. It's rushed. He's not a good uh, guy to not do at a all. voice of commercial. He's not good at it. I mean, that, that is just not well done at all. Uh, Washington Free Beacon uh, has uh, has something uh, new for the ele- just in time for the election. Hillary, Obama, and Biden uh, kind of just going over their odd statements about the economy over the past few years. Watch. Don't let anybody tell you that um, you know it's corporations and businesses that create jobs. If you've been successful, you don't you didn't get there on your own. There is nobody in this country who got rich on his own you got a business that you didn't build that somebody else made that happen it's not that i want to punish your success i think when you spread the wealth around it's good for everybody. anybody making over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is going to pay more you got it's time to be patriotic when the tax was increased to 28 percent the revenues went down so why raise it at all charlie what i've said is that i would look at raising the capital gains tax for purposes of fairness. I mean, wow. I, I do think at a certain point you've made enough money. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. That's well, uh, an amazing compilation. That's you, great stuff. I mean, again, if you want that, you can have it. Yeah. Uh, if you want that, what, what are you going to do? This is, it, it, they lay it out so obviously what they're what they're saying. I mean, if this, if this country wants that, then it's it's lost. Yeah, these are wealth redistributionists. <laughs> if that if that's what you want, well, I mean, voted for it twice, so I guess most of America does want it for whatever reason. I, I mean, if you still want it, you're going to vote Democrat again. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Obama has a 39, 40, 41 percent approval rating, so it's not like everybody wants it. But I mean, when it comes down to it, you pull the trigger for those, you know, pull, pull the pull the lever for those guys. Yeah, we get what we deserve, right? Yeah, we get what we deserve. According to the Washington Post, now uh, among Latinos, 50 percent say it doesn't matter much who wins the Senate come November, and among those who do think it will matter, twice as many say it would be a good thing. If the GOP took over as a bad thing, that's pretty amazing. This is not this has not been the case before um, now because 71 to 27 percent Hispanics voted for President Obama just two years ago and only 15 percent are concerned about a GOP controlled Senate now. So that's a huge change. So maybe uh, the 2014 Senate races are shaping up a little bit better than we thought they were because we've been showing you this uh, board this week. Uh, Stu has gone by this, gone over this a couple of times. There's uh, the, your toss-up states like Georgia, Kansas, Colorado, and Alaska. Uh, that if if the Republicans get all of those, and then really they should get three of the four at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in really good shape. Yeah, they're at 53 if they sweep the toss-ups. Now I have I've been ag- aggressive, basically calling things uh, for either side, just because of the fact that I think it's boring not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you know, toss-up states they really believe about ten states are toss-ups. Um, you know, they would throw uh, you know, a lot of the experts would also throw in North Carolina as a toss-up, potentially New Hampshire as a toss-up. 
that one is actually coming. Uh, Scott Brown looks pretty good there. And again, yeah, Scott Brown is one of those guys where you'd say, well, he's not a real conservative. You know, in New Hampshire, better Massachusetts. Than, I, better than the alternative. Yeah. Better than Gene Shaheed. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, I, we, it, it sounds hypocritical after we just talked about Mitch McConnell and said how he's not yeah. conservative. But it's like, it's, it's different. New Hampshire. In Kentucky, I want something really good. Yes. In, in, Mrs., in, uh, in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, I'll take what I can get. That's kind of the way I am, you know, and I think that's the right thing. People always be like, well, the Tea Party screwed everything up. How about Christine O'Donnell? First of all, Christine O'Donnell was never a, a big Tea Party candidate, as far as I ever knew. She was not like, oh, we have to have Christine O'Donnell, and I don't think anybody even knew she was. But the other part of that is, in Delaware, like, you know, Mike Castle, whatever. A guy who's yeah. kind of Republican, eh, fine. In Delaware? I mean, the other senator was Joe Biden for a billion years. Okay, you don't expect a lot out of Delaware. You do out of South Carolina, which is why we complain about Lindsey Graham. You do out of Kentucky because of Mitch McConnell. We do complain about that. But they would also throw, uh, potentially you could throw Arkansas in that general vicinity of a toss-up. Kentucky, uh, Iowa, Louisiana. I mean, you could really get to mm -hmm. about 10 states that could go either way. And then there's some fringy ones like Michigan, which is, you know, South Dakota looks like it's now pretty comfortably in the Republican hands, but looked uh, a little bit different than that uh, pretty recently. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and, and even states like Minnesota and New Jersey have had polls under 10 percent, though I don't expect uh, no, Republicans to have a chance in either one of those. No. Somehow Al Franken is going to be senator again. It's Al, Al freaking Franken. It's amazing. Al freaking Franken. Back in a second. 888-727-BECK is our number. Al freaking Franken. Freaking. By the way, I had uh, some Frankenberry cereal yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I like it. It's really good. I like it. It's a good strawberry-based cereal. We've got some marshmallow yes. action going yeah. on there. Not actual strawberry. And we'll try just a couple of handfuls. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It, it's not, not real. Actual no. <laughs> There's no strawberry actually in it. No. <laughs> Beck is the phone number. Welcome uh, to the Glenn Beck Program's uh, little sister, Pat's too. That's what we like to call ourselves. We're like the little sister. Um, I, uh, either that or I just started saying the Glenn Beck Program and then tried yeah. to find a way out of it. Yeah, it was I one think of the that's, two. I'm going there. You know, you know what we refer to as Glenn Beck Program's little no. sister? No. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to talk about one of the movies. No, I, no, I really, no, no, no more movie talk, talk for about you. about that at all. Uh, the New York Daily News spoke to Al Sharpton uh, and uh, came up with this. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. Let's see what happens here. It's 5.30 a.m., and we're here with Reverend Al Sharpton. And, <clears throat> Reverend, we are going to be eating exactly what you're eating today. We're on the Reverend Al Sharpton diet. The Reverend has gone down from a career <laughs> high of 305 pounds to just 130 pounds. Actually, a little bit less than 130 pounds. We this morning, yeah. That's before the toast. Right. Before breakfast, Fasting weight, 130 way pounds. Too small. As uh, Governor Cuomo said recently mm -hmm. at your uh, 60th birthday, you're half the man you used to be, literally. Even, actually, less than half the man you yeah, used to be. Right. So, yeah, that's right. Does it feel good? I feel great. Yeah. And I, uh, I feel younger, more energetic. I recommend everybody get in shape. And how'd you do it? What was your... Uh... I get up in the morning. Nothing in I eat uh, about two or three slices of whole wheat toast, some English breakfast tea, I uh, go downstairs in the building, all over the 30 Rock to the uh, gym, do about 20 minutes on the treadmill, uh, maybe one or two old jumping jacks, 
come back, shower, shave, and by 8.39, I'm at Nash Action Network. I work there till about noon, uh, running my civil rights organization. And then I go over to 30 Rock. Uh, they have a radio studio they set up for me. I do my talk show there for three hours. Salad, baby, salad. It works. And then what I do is mispronounce every name I see on the teleprompter. That's what I do. That helps me lose a lot of weight. And so I say stupid things on the television. And then I mispronounce a lot of names. Like I say instead of Bebo, I say Beelzebub. Beetlejuice. <laughs> that helps me lose some weight too. Uh, but that's that's my that's pretty much it. I, I go to the National Action Network and see who I can sue and see who we're gonna stand outside and protest with. Uh, and then and then I, I accuse somebody of rape. And then uh, by the end of the day, I just can't eat. <laughs> there you go. I kind of sums that one up. <laughs> <laughs> would you be able to eat after you're accusing people of rape falsely all day? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I, I wouldn't be able to. Glenn Beck has a new book out, I understand. And it looks a little something like that right there. Nice. Glenn Beck, Dreamers and Deceivers. True stories of the heroes and villains who uh, made America. And our book publisher, uh, Kevin Belf, happens to be here, the head of our uh, book publishing uh, division. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, guys. Tough get. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Well, we, we tried for minutes. I think it yeah. took us. Mm -hmm. It's like Peter a minute Thiel to like to dial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It six was years. Hard. It was hard. something like six. It minutes. was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes. Well, and we would say we flew you down here for this interview, but in reality, you just happened to be here. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't have the budget for that. No. We don't. Not have, at all. We have uh, more of. A, we have a rickshaw budget. No. No plane budget. Though. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're like if you're down the street, we mm -hmm. can. Jeffy will pick you up. Well, if you're across the parking oh, lot at one of the other buildings. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's the sort of budget we it's have First here. class operation. Yeah, uh, there, however, uh, the book uh, has got a nice little budget. First of all, you've got Glenn Beck with Kevin Balfe. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So they it's got the big with credit. Pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. Uh, that's what everyone dreams of, I think, when they're growing up. Thinks, mm -hmm. I just want to be the with mm -hmm. guy. The with guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but the book is going to do very well. Is and, it on uh, sale yet? It is on sale get it? Uh, now. Uh, and you can go oh, get it yeah. anywhere, really. But uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble, anywhere. Uh, and the book is, is its an interesting one because you did Miracles of Mascos. That did really well, didn't it? It did, yeah. It was our biggest book in a long time. Really? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool way to go because Glenn obviously has kind of come out of the politics realm a little bit. He doesn't necessarily want to talk about politics all the time. Um, and, and while there are stories about politics in, in this book and in Miracles and Massacres, this kind of represents a little bit of a, a different direction and I think a, a cool direction that no matter what your belief is as far as politics goes, you can enjoy. Yeah, I think that this format is really cool because it hits on everything that Glenn loves and I hope and think the audience loves, which is history but sort of brought to life in that storytelling format, right? So 
I mean, I'm, I love history, but I'm not like a history book guy like Glenn is. Glenn yeah. will go and read those really boring Woodrow Wilson books. And what was that, Administrator? Oh, yeah, Philip Drew. Philip Drew. Philip Drew. Like, I'm Philip never Drew. reading Philip Drew. No, right. so, no, no one is. Right. To be fair. But tell me the Woodrow Wilson story in this format where it feels like, you know, a Brad Thor, Vince Flynn sort of novel, and I'm in. And, but by virtue of you not realizing you're learning, you're learning, which I think is the cool, uh, the way we created this format. You're tricking people, basically. Tricking people. You're tricking them yeah. into learning, whether they want to or not. Yeah. Right. And this is uh, this. So is this about this, the sort of end of the Woodrow Wilson administration? Is yeah. That what this, when he yeah. Has so the stroke. Yeah. The That's the cute uh, headline yeah. on the chapter. Yes. Thank you very Which much. The, head, the chapter is uh, Woodrow Wilson, a masterful stroke of deception. <laughs> and uh, it is. I mean, I don't like. I always worry about the spoiler alerts, like Glenn told yeah. the, the Grover yeah. Cleveland thing on radio today, which and told like the the spoiler of the story. Right, of course. Oh, uh, of course. So, but I think in this one, if you don't know this Woodrow Wilson story, it's pretty pretty amazing. It oh, is. I, I mean, the first time I remember the first time we heard it. It is. It was. It's, a, it was it's like, shocking. What? It's shocking, and and nobody yeah. knows this story. Nobody knows this part of American history. And it's still it's one of the cool things where it's still sort of coming out. The yeah. the descendants of the doctor who was involved in it are still sort of releasing stuff and talking. And up until they did their first kind of file release, historians were shocked that it was this this much of a deception. Uh, they'd always known that he had health problems and everything else, but when they actually saw the, the medical records and. Yeah. Again, trying to be careful. And what was really going on in the White House at that time, there was, there was a lot of surprise. I mean, you could almost call this a coup. Yeah. <laughs> you could. You probably read about it. Yeah. And, and see what you think. See if you can call it a coup, because I, I think you can make a case. Glenn told this story, and he's told parts of it on the air yes. before. I mean, it's told in real detail here, in a real storytelling fashion here. But the first time he mentioned this to to me, I have to admit it was one of those times I went, oh, geez. Yep. Let me go to the computer and see if this is at all true. <laughs> what did Glenn hear from some guy? He found a homeless guy in the street. He started telling him Woodrow Wilson stories. <laughs> right. And, it, you know, it's, it's amazing that it's true. And, and, and this happened with the Cleveland story as well. We're, like, we're getting more information out now from just people who are involved in it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of learning history on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland one and the Wilson one I put sort of in the same bucket, even though they're two separate stories. They're both sort of the same idea that a sitting president uh, with a health problem perpetrated mm-hmm. this deception on the whole country. Wilson's, I think, was a little bit more significant in terms of, obviously, what happened during that time. But you think about Grover Cleveland today, I mean, it probably couldn't happen given social media and how, yeah. you know, how embedded everyone is. But this guy just disappears for five days. Yeah. And he's supposed to be on his yacht sailing to Buzzards Bay, and he's just gone. No communication, no reporters. And, you know, reporters are asking, and the administration's just saying, oh, they're anchored, fog, they can't get into port. Just all lies. And unlike today, where, well, I guess even today, if you do get caught in a lie, you really still don't admit it. I mean, (laughs) they got caught, and it was just, as Glenn talked about on radio today, they just maligned this reporter who broke the story and ruined his reputation, and, and he was totally right. It's amazing. Uh, They had to have their Jay Carneys of the day, Josh Ernest's of the day that just came out there and just lied. But, I mean, look at a a somewhat similar situation with uh, Mark Sanford just a few years ago when he was governor of South Carolina. Here's a guy who's who's a a governor with a great record, and he's doing a great job in the state, and he disappears for a few days. His aides are saying, okay, it's the Appalachian Trail. He's out hiking. But, I mean, as you pointed out, this almost couldn't even happen today because of social network, because of the building pressure. You'd, you'd have people outing these guys all the time if they tried stuff like this. Yeah, and the, the other cool, it's true, and I think the other cool thing about the Cleveland story that Glenn did not hit on is the political circumstances about why. 
right? And the reason was because there was this silver purchase act that had been had been passed, and it would force the government to buy a certain amount of silver and issue um, issue paper currency, Creates, uh, created huge inflation. So the panic of 1893 happens. Hyperinflation essentially is is happening, and everyone sort of realizes uh, we've got to repeal this act, although it is controversial. Um, and so it was in that context where Grover Cleveland proposes a special session of Congress to repeal the act the following week that he disappeared. And the reason, he, he, the reason why he kept it so quiet was he felt like if the public realized that his health was fragile and that he had this potentially terminal disease that he had, they were looking at the next in line. The vice president didn't support repeal. So mm. he wanted to make sure he was maintaining the strength to get this repeal done when he came back. That was the reason. Right, because if, yeah. if, he's, if he's not healthy and he winds up going away, who knows how they could just delay the vote or yeah, well the spineless there, there was a bunch of yeah. senators and congressmen who were on the fence and the spineless ones would have just read the tea leaves the vice president's going to be in this guy's going to be dead i'm not voting mm. Jeez. Jeez. what are some of the other uh stories that you can kind of give us the background on i love the ponzi story i think it's one of the one of the that's best a, that's ones. the one just, i'm most excited yeah about. that one i have to admit it's just cool because everybody knows ponzi and uh but I didn't know this, the actual story. I mean, I knew he, he created a scam, obviously, that he's now known for. But I didn't know his background or where that happened. And I think that's a cool story. It's like, I guess some people are just evil to begin with. But he's not. He, he came to the U.S. He was an Italian immigrant. He had nothing. And he didn't come here thinking, I'm going to create a scam that I'll forever ruin my family name. <laughs> be known by, right? I mean, right, yeah. he started small. And he, went, he, uh, he ended up moving up to Canada. And he perpetrated a little bank fraud just just a, little, just a touch. As you, then, uh, Jeffy? Who hasn't done that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with <laughs> a little, little bit bit of bank fraud, fraud yeah. right, Jeffy? Plus, what they call I mean, fraud sometimes, that's... Sometimes that's not it. exactly accurate. That is not. Is right. it? Yeah. He convinced this manager, uh, there was a failing bank up in Canada, he convinced the manager, he said, why don't you just tell your, your depositors that you'll pay them 10% interest? And the guy's like, well, because nobody can pay 10% interest. He's like, yeah, but think about how much new money you'll get on that promise. Then just use that money to pay off the 10%. And by the time people figure it out, you'll have so much new deposits that it won't matter. Then you can just lower it back to a normal number. And the manager tried it. It failed, obviously, <laughs> as all Ponzi scams eventually do. Well, um, well, what, did he just not lower it fast yeah, enough? What's the problem? I mean, let's <laughs> do this wrong. now. The problem was that the people People who were depositing with this bank, which was an Italian immigrant bank in Canada, were um, were using the bank to send money back home to their relatives in Italy to support so they wanted them. wanted the money. And they needed the money to send it. And when they couldn't send it, the relatives started asking the police in, in Montreal to investigate. And that's how that, that scam got blown up. Right. They always come in. You know, it Jeffy, seems so good in principle, didn't it? It always seems so good. Yeah. It's always something. At some point, we, there will be the Ponzi scheme, Jeffy scheme will be known in the same <laughs> breath. But as of right now, that, that news has it. There's going to be a Dreamers and Deceivers like 12 that Jeffy will be fe featured in. So well, for that Jeffy's the, the whole book. Glenn, Glenn seems to be, uh, I would say, most excited about the, the RCA uh, yeah. Sarnoff yeah. story, which he's talked about for a long time. And it is an amazing story that not everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, it's really about this guy, Edwin Howard Armstrong. Um, and how he he was really the inventor of mainstream AM radio, and he totally invented FM. Um, but it sort of shows and how... And a long time before FM ever yeah. took off. A long time. Yeah. I mean, we could have had FM radio, um, wait, 30 years at least before yep. we had it. But thanks to uh, what RCA did to him. Well, one of my favorite scenes in that chapter is he, he comes, he's invented FM, and he goes into RCA and sits down with Sarnoff, and he's got two... Uh, transmitters. He's got an AM and an FM. So he plays Sarnoff, the current AM standard. Then he stops it and plays the same exact thing in FM. And it's, by all accounts, mind-blowing, right? I mean, they've never yes. heard anything that crisp. And so in Ar Armstrong's mind, who's a very logical, rational, practical person, 
start off like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever heard. And Armstrong's like, great. How many do we make? How do we do this? And he's like, oh, no, we don't do this. This will never see the light of day. It's like he could not understand why. And, of course, the reason was RCA had put out you know, 5 million AM receivers. They'd built towers. They'd mm-hmm. built stations. It would have cost them so much money to turn over to FM that they had no... No problem. Just like the flying car. You know, you can't have a flying car. Now, it, of course it exists. <laughs> wait, of course it exists. Wait. Aren't it's you not supposed wait. to be like a guy who's <laughs> writing books. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I feel like that argument usually is without merit in that people will say, well, they've had these this new form of energy. They've had, they don't need gas anymore, but there's companies keeping it down. And I think most of the time that is a bullcrap argument because most of the time capitalism, people will say, look, we know this is coming. Eventually, yeah. in this particular instance, FM radio is going to come eventually. We might as well be the people doing it so we yes. can make all the money. Yes. And that's what usually Same with happens. oil companies. Yeah. Who are the ones that are researching all the alternati- alternatives? Yeah. They're going to be the oil companies. Exxon will be delivering you your solar solar panels someday yep. if, right. if that's what takes over. It will. Right. And so, you know, I find that typically to, to be the case, particularly today. Um, back then, though, there were guys who controlled the uh, controlled things uh, m- more easily. And, and I, maybe it goes back to the same thing uh, when we were well, talking about social networking and all the coverage that might out the, those sorts of technologies today. Yeah. And but it's it's free market versus not free market. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, right mm-hmm. now you look at where we are with cable operators and we're sort of in, immersed in this world now with the blaze. And you realize the power that these few companies have yeah. in the cable realm. Yeah. The best technology and the best option does not win out in that particular industry because it's so well controlled. And it was the same thing with RCA back then. They controlled radio. They had the contracts, the patents. They had Armstrong under contract. Um, and they just weren't, they were going to let that out at their own, on their own pace. What so, year was that, Kevin? Do you remember? Let me consult uh, dreamers <laughs> and deceivers. Uh, is that available now in bookstores everywhere? <laughs> And it's available anywhere? Webbeck.com. Oh, good. Everywhere. You can Not just it, anywhere. Like hardware stores? Hardware stores sell it. Yeah. Sell it? Okay. 20, yeah. 24? 1924? 19, I, I thought it was, yeah. I actually bought my copy in yeah. one of those mall candy stores. They're selling mall it at mall stores. candy stores now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's so everywhere. It's incredible. Can, can you By imagine 1924, we had FM radio. That's insane. FM insane. radio in my state really took off in the late 70s. And so in, like, Southern California and New York and a few other major cities. It happened in the early to mid-70s. Early 70s, yeah. Uh, But 1924, so 50 years years of not having FM, not having frequency modulation because you've got these guys so invested in in amplitude modulation radio. That's an amazing thing. How on earth did they protect it for that long? I mean, you know, like I can understand pushing it back a few years. There's examples where you can do that. You can hide an invention. But, you know, how did this guy not get the word out? How did it not leak to someone else? How did someone else not just discover it and go ahead with it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, the the epilogue to that story. I mean, maybe that's actually a good follow up. But the um, yeah. But I know that uh, that they they RCA owned Armstrong during that time. I mean, they had him under contract. They had all the patents. They part of the story is all about how Sarnoff and. uh, Lee DeForest was the other sort of guy who had a bunch of patents in the space. Just they all just sued each other, and they just stayed in court. Jeez. They just spent all this time and money in courtrooms that they could have been innovating. But essentially, RCA, you know, won that battle and just kept it. And, and he was, I guess, ethical enough to not leak it to someone or not, uh, you know, uh, try. Because you think now it, the guy would just I would have taken it, it to it someone just else. Be, his Twitter would be hacked, and it would post the exact way to do. You know what I mean? Would, yeah, there's right. something would come out. This yeah. happens with you know even music now. I mean, right. I, there'll be a legal dispute about a, a, an album coming out, and then it'll just be leaked online, and all right. of a sudden everyone can hear it. I think I have to re- reread the end of the story. I think he did. 
uh, I think Armstrong did try some stuff with FM, like on his own, like mm -hmm. him, him and did his he? wife, or him and his business partner. And it's yeah. just the, just, it's, again, it's like starting a cable yeah. operator now. Yeah. What are you going to do with a million dollars? One of the more, uh, I guess, I think political stories you have in here is is Alger Hiss, and and it's it's such a fascinating story because you see how characters like Hiss have constantly been defended. Uh, by the progressives and liberals throughout history. And, and, th and this might be the highest profile example, but it, it is an amazing one. Yeah, and why? Why? I mean, like, I don't care. Why do you, do you really care just because, you know, take, if there's a Republican who does something wrong, do you just protect him at all costs because he's one of your own? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I, don't, I just don't understand. The, the his evidence was so overwhelming. Um, and yet they're still out there trying to, I mean, up until like 20 years later, they still had people going out on mainstream media trying to make the case that it was all of these other things in this conspiracy. It was conspiracy theories that he tried to craft to explain this behavior. Um, yeah. It makes no sense. It's, it's that sort of mindless defense. Like I, I remember, um, you know, this is going back, you know, probably close to 20 years now. But uh, NBA basketball player Latrell Sprewell, mm -hmm. uh, if you remember him. And he choked his coach during mm -hmm. practice. Yeah. Choked his mm -hmm. coach. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors at the time released him right. because they didn't want someone choking their coach. And the N NBA Players Union was still siding with him right. and trying to get his money for this contract. It's like yeah. you're a physically assaulting essentially your boss. And yet there's that, that mindless sort of defense from unions in particular. But the same thing happens with political parties. I do see it more on the left. I, you know, I know we're all like, uh, you know, we're all uh, crossing aisles and being fair to everybody. And, and we try to do that as much as possible. But like, I do see it more from the left. There's that mindless defense. People didn't jump. Like there's that guy who, a uh, congressman who's like, you know, uh, doing cocaine or something recently. Like, there was very little defense from Republicans of his actions. Right. It doesn't seem like that. Mm -hmm. in, 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 in cases, high profiles, Alger Hiss, how did they not? Don't know. That's one of just, again, it's sort of the Ponzi thing. I think a lot of people know the name Hiss, yeah. you know, and just think, oh, spy. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a cool story to sort of see. He was a really well-educated, really well-put-together guy, plugged into some, he interned or uh, clerked for a Supreme Court justice. Um, mm. You know, he was a really plugged-in guy, and the, it just, it, really odd. And the defense of him, obviously, just unforgivable. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's in bookstores now. It's Glenn Beck with Kevin Balfe. That's right. Uh, Dreamers and Deceivers. You can uh, get it at uh, bookstores everywhere and mall candy stores uh, across the United States. Look for That's it. That's accurate, right? Yeah. That is absolutely okay. accurate. Okay. okay. And you can buy it by the pound with M&Ms in the same bag. So it's pretty good. Kevin, thank you. Nice. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Beck, back with more in just a second. Patents do. It's inevitable. And we apologize. Sorry about that. It's okay. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Apparently, uh, Kevin neglected uh, his duties, neglected to tell us some amazing things you can take advantage of with <laughs> this book. Like you, you win a, a million dollars or something what? for reading it. So, or something. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Or billions? Yeah. Is, is it billions? billions? Is it billions? Was I off by a billion? What? 
What is the deal on about this? Why did you neglect to tell us that? <laughs> well, like Glenn, when he does his plugs, he always forgets the actual like call to action. Uh, right. Yes. Like, go to this website <laughs> yeah, to do yeah, it. Right. Yeah. So I yep. forgot my key thing. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we set up an email address, which is dreamers at glenbeck.com. I was hoping if people do read, it's only been out for a day, but if you do read the book uh, and want to send us either thoughts on favorite chapter, a little book review, ideas of how to get the book out into, uh, like last year with Miracles, we had a ton of history teachers actually use it. Um, yeah. Anyway, just email us. How was your day? Yeah. Your kids' names? <laughs> right. Anything. Just uh, email us. Picture of your breakfast? Yeah, uh-huh. anything. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, and we picture will, uh, at some point, we'll also pick our favorite one uh, and do an autographed book because we haven't given away a Glenn autographed book in a while. Nice. Oh, nice. All right. So, so uh, autographed copy of Dreamers and Deceivers. Uh, just email your uh, review of, at Dreamer or whatever, a picture of your breakfast. Anything. To Dreamers <laughs> at glenbeck.com. Although, I guess if you are reviewing the book, you already have the book. But yeah. then I guess you get Glenn's name on it, which is... Which to, to only some devalues people. it by about 38%. Yeah. Right, because you <laughs> could still that. sell that for like half price. Yeah. Well, you don't have to pick Glenn to autograph it. You can pick anybody. Oh, okay. okay. We'll, it's an autograph. No. Anybody here? Jeffy? Jeffy. You want Jeffy? <laughs> Will you autograph it? Oh, I'd be happy to. Oh, great. I'd be happy to. Someday I'm going to grow up to be a with. Yeah, just like Kevin. <laughs> you guys said in the break it could be Pat and Stu with Kevin. Is that? That is not uh, what we said in the break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Not exactly. Uh, but I would I like you to hang out for this next segment here okay. for a second. Because you, you're from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you live in the city. Um, and uh, you have a wife who walks around the city every mm-hmm. day. And maybe she deals with this sort of treatment as well. There's a woman. Uh, her name is Shoshana Roberts, who, who decided to set up basically a camera um, that walked in front of her as she walked around the city for a while. And she claims that this is how it is for women. They walk around the city, they're being constantly harassed by evil, dirty men who are hitting on them and doing all sorts of things. Um, oh, so hate men. So watch some of this video oh. and, and tell me, you know, is this harassment? She calls it harassment quite mm-hmm. clearly. Is this harassment? Watch. All right. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's awful. What's up, girl? How you doing? God bless. God bless. Have a good day, right? Now this is a little creepy. This one. Okay, this one is creepy. Because he's walking guys. The walking set. Four minutes. The streets of New York. Four minutes walking next door. Now it's five. Doing good. Hey, look at that. Five thousand dollars. This is five thousand dollars. Now, okay. it's all that, with the exception of the guy walking next to her. It's all, hey, baby. Uh, Not hey. even that. Or God was, bless you. Hey, smile. Smile. You look beautiful. Good morning. Come on! And she's not smiling, to be no, fair. She, she's, she's, she's not, not smiling. smiling, she doesn't react. She's not, there's she doesn't not a thing wrong with that. There's not a, other than the guy walking next door creepily. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah. Play, play the very beginning of that again, because the guy says, like, Hey, hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> he's just introducing Smile. himself. <laughs> Smile, how's it going? Watch That's it all he says! Yeah, yeah watch it one more time. Watch this, because this is pretty amazing. How you doing today? Smile. What's up, beautiful? Have a good day. What's up, girl? How you doing? Somebody's acknowledging you for being beautiful. You should say thank you more. <laughs> now, this guy does definitely check out her butt, but he, you know. Oh, my. The horrific. Then there's a high beautiful. And I like this part, too, because he says, sexy American eagle. And then in parentheses, he says the brand logo on her butt, meaning she's got a brand logo so on her butt. she's got an American eagle on her butt. 
spot, <laughs> and you're not supposed to pay attention to that. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's just stupid. Now, okay, so Shut so up. now at the end of this, do I have? Uh, let me see if I. Uh, just fast okay, hold on one second. I have this is this She's is even... this is the caption at the end of it because I think this is important. They go through a mm-hmm. hundred. She says a hundred plus instances of verbal street harassment. That is not harassment. Took she was place being harassed within ten hours. She walked around the city for ten hours to get these clips. Ten hours. This doesn't include the countless winks and whistles. If you want to help, please donate to their organization, Holla Back, a nonprofit dedicated to ending street harassment. Uh, nope. no. Isn't that over the like? I'm That's not saying. It. Come on. Now, I did, one uh, female who saw this on our staff said, uh, "Is it sad for me that I would actually that would total, all of that stuff would make my day? Is that <laughs> is that, is that bad? Uh, you know, I, I honestly don't think." Any of that, with the exception of the creepy guy walking next to her for a while, is anything other than just normal conversation. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, now look, to I'm be sorry. clear, there's Some a cultural difference. They right. called her beautiful. Compliment. There's a They're cultural saying, difference. Hey, I like your, you know, and then using a, an right. expletive there. Yeah. They're not doing any of that. And look, there's a cultural difference there. I have never done any of those things. I'm, I barely can talk to women who I'm, you know, I can get married and I barely can have conversations. <laughs> you know, but like, there, there are obviously, there are guys with better games than me, I assume, and maybe that's part of it. I don't know. It's not uh, necessarily the way I would approach things, but still, there's nothing there that's harassing. They're not saying no. vulgar things to nope. her largely. They're generally just passing by and saying hello in right. one or the other way. And I think that's the key. Like, she may or may not have ever actually been harassed, right. which is just which not maybe that. And I'm sure maybe if that happens to you every day, that does wear on you and doing. But that's not harassment. Like in New York City, there's real harassment that happens on the subways, for example, where mm-hmm. there's there's perverts mm-hmm. that go down there, and when the subways are crowded, you know, they're yeah. actually oh, yeah. physically yeah. harassing and sexually assaulting I hate women. People like that. That like I feel like this. Okay, <laughs> this <laughs> this minimizes that. Right. And it yeah, blurs yeah. the yeah. line between. Yes. You know, yes. Where that should be. And it's like it's look, like yelling racism all the time yeah. when there's no yes. racism intended. Yeah. Yes. And like, it's the same thing. Again, she walked around. How many people did she pass walking around New York City for 10 hours? Right. 10 thousands hours? Thousands and thousands. Hundreds of thousands probably by yeah. the end of it. I mean, that's, a, you know, and like she had 100 examples. And look, I would say of the examples that I saw, and I, th- I watched the whole video, Unless I'm forgetting a couple, only a few were like a little bit like the guy checking her out from immediately behind her was a little creepy. The guy walking next to her, there's probably a couple of others that were over the line. But saying smile, hey, good looking, hey, you're beautiful, saying damn as you walk by, that none of that is harassment. Oh that is, nope. I mean, it's just a, you it's know. It's complimentary, actually. Yeah. It's I, annoying probably. in some cases. Oh, but also, yeah. just, and again, it's weird because I'm not, I, she probably has been harassed, and I don't mean to maybe, like. Yeah, maybe that's why you know, she's in this video. But but, uh, but you accept a certain level of creepiness living in New York City. <laughs> whether, it's, <laughs> yeah. whether it's that level of creepiness or just, you know, me walking through Times Square every day and seeing everything that I see. Yeah. Like, you just. It's life. Yeah. And, you know, if, yeah, of course, if she lived in, uh, in South Lake, Texas, she probably would not get any of that. Right. But, you know, it's part of being in New York City. Except too. when Jeffy visits Except South Lake, Jeffy's Texas. Except when Jeffy's in South Lake, yeah. <laughs> Jeffy's, in all seriousness. Nobody allows Jeffy in South Lake, Texas. No, of course He's not. not allowed it's, it's too nice a community. As long as they don't know I'm there, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, when you watch that video, do you think, is that harassment? Is no. That... I, I'll tell you, I'd be hard-pressed. The guy walking next to her for a while, that's a homeless guy. Everybody, the homeless people out there trying to get money from you follow you a block or two anyway. To anyone, 
Maybe, yeah. yeah to could anyone. Be. Yeah. Could be. There was one kid that uh, followed her for a little while during the video that had himself. So I give you my number. I call You call me? No, yeah. what? What? Oh, yeah. it's like I'm too ugly for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was saying, I'm too, that's right. I'm too ugly for you. Am I too ugly for you? But, and she's not responding. That's not harassment. So I mean, that's self-deprecation. So she gives them nothing and they move on. And they that's move on. That's not harassment. I, you know, Sorry. I, I got to say, on. I mean, we can get a little oversensitive. And I, look, as, uh, look, as a woman, you're going through this situation. You don't know which one of these guys is, is going to get crazy or be truly bad. Right. But those are the cases, as you point out, Kevin, to, to draw attention to. Not when you know, someone going by and, you know, Look, I grew up in Connecticut, as, as you did, uh, uh, Kevin. It's like I did not see many cat calls uh, towards women. Uh, that was not, that's not the culture there. Be, you know, it was, it's a different way of handling things, I suppose. Uh, but that doesn't seem that out of the ordinary to a, a New York City environment. I mean, you know, it used to be the old stereotype was, was construction workers. And as people would go by and they'd whistle, the construction workers would whistle at the good-looking girls as they go by. But is that harassment? Or is that just sort of sloppy attempts at courtship? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a little bit pathetic. Well, the one guy but, was what outside his jewelry store or whatever when she walked by. Ow! I just saw fire goes five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right, and also this doesn't necessarily make it right. But I mean, I definitely know plenty of people in New York, many of whom we work with, that that come in and like, oh, this morning this guy walked by me and said I was beautiful. It's like, well, right. to her that's harassment. This it made her day. Like, yeah. it, mm -hmm. you know. I, Mm -hmm. It's yeah. how you interpret it as well. Right. And it's like, well, there, and there's a line of interaction. Like, if you're going and you're saying, if you pass by somebody and you give them a compliment and you say you're beautiful, and then you move on because they don't respond, that is absolutely not harassment. Now, if you sit there and, and follow them and continue and try and try and try for a long period of time, you say things that are vulgar, you swear, you intimidate, you get in their personal space, there are definitely big lines Plus, there. But look, what, what you saw in that video largely we, was not that. We all lived and or worked in midtown Manhattan every single day. So we walk through those streets yes. every day, often. And there are thousands of people and really beautiful girls that... that <laughs> I mean, she's not even in, in no, the same species as. And, <laughs> and I have never heard any of them ever be treated uh, badly on the streets of New York City. I've never heard anybody say anything to the beautiful girls who are walking down the street. Have you? I, am, and I, 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 I can't happens, think of a I time. Guess, I mean, maybe it, I'm sure it happens. Yeah. I've never heard it. But even percentage-wise, you think about a 10, 10... I mean, look, she did it for... Why did she do it for 10 hours? Right. If it was this big of a problem, she would have done it for 10 minutes, and she would have had all the video she needed. She did it right. for 10 hours, so she could come up with a lot of clips to edit together uh, and make it look like it was horrible, but then still didn't really come up yeah, with a lot of big not, examples. That was right. not horrible. I don't I, know. I would like to hear from, like, women in New York City that we work with on this, though. Because yeah. we were just four yeah. guys. Like, are we just totally wrong? Is this a huge problem and we're just I mean, not maybe. tuned into it? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 again, we're not in New York anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the people that I've talked to, uh, you know, that are females, just, you know, look, I think you can get to a line. And if it happens all the time, it might get annoying. But annoying is not equal to harassment. No. Harassment is something that, you know, at least I could say that's a serious charge. Yeah. And mm -hmm. to say that you're being harassed, I mean, it has to be something all that, you know, it's happening uh, to a point where the same person's following you around for a long period of time and crossing all these lines. And I don't know. I, I actually kind of felt bad, uh, you know, for the way that the, the guys were depicted in there. Like, you know, and I, again, uh, you know, I'm surprised she, if it was if she was making a conservative point, she would be called racist because there was yep. a lar you know, large amount of diversity in the video. 
Um, actually, there wasn't much diversity in the video. I guess it would be the other side of that. Uh, but I don't know. It just seems like you're, just, you're going to this point and you're trying to make this into this some horrible thing where, while it might be annoying, it's not harassment. How about what we have to put up with every oh, day? You're talking day. about harassment with the chicks that oh, are, and we're constantly having, uh, look, constantly. no, no. Stay we're away. happily married. Get off us, okay? Stop. <laughs> Stay away. I mean, uh, how often? If I give I mean, money, if I give money to her thing, which is clearly why she created this video, right? Mm -hmm. How do you suspect she's spending that money to stop construction workers from catcalling? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. I don't know. I don't know. We should we should investigate that as well. Money solves everything, <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you that. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents too coming up, and more harassment. Yeah, we'll, we'll be harassing. Yeah. Sure. That's for um, sure. And you would like to talk to a lady. Uh-huh. Do, I, I mean, wouldn't you, if you want to approach someone to, uh, to date them. Yeah. Okay. In the mm -hmm. most civilized way possible. Mm-hmm. You, are you not supposed to say anything? Like, would you, I mean, because that's how humans interact. Like, like, so you want to go well, and date you, someone and someone passes you on the street. You say, excuse me. I would probably go, excuse me. Um, uh, hi, I just happened to know, you know, like you, you'd have that geeky, awful response. Hi, I, I saw you walking by and I, I thought you looked pretty. And I, I don't know. Like no. maybe there's another case where you'd because say, you hey, don't, you don't do hey, that beautiful. on the street from somebody just walking by. I don't. I you never don't. have. But I, mean, I would assume, nobody, let's nobody, say you're in that position. No reasonable human being does. Nobody says, hey. What do you think? Well, uh, well but I mean, I saw you, you meet people in, pla in public places, and, right? Like uh, you, you meet people at yeah, grocery stores yeah, or you can yeah. meet someone. It could happen I mean, that there. does happen, right? Yeah. But so, not, not just walking by you on the street. That's probably I not. I mean, I, again, I, I wasn't a very good at dating, so uh, I probably don't know <laughs> the ways to do it. But it, it doesn't seem like, you know, it's to say... Uh, hey, beautiful, going by. Like, in a million years, I would never do that to someone because it would just seem absurd to me. But it doesn't, that is not uh, harassment. That is not uh, over that line. Now, we've heard some stories in the break that were over the line. Significantly. We one that's, like, over the line of legality. Yes, and, like, which, that is not okay. And mm. I think we can all, under, you know, come to the same side. I'm sure we'd be on the same yeah. side as this wonderful uh, woman. Uh, and agree that some of these things can go over the line. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit, it was like, it, you know, it was, it seemingly blew the the issue up. And I think there probably is a real issue there and there's no reason to, to blow it up like that. Yeah. Not with what we saw. Not with what we saw. If she, if she had something egregious or over the line, we didn't see it there, except for the guy who was following yeah, her. A couple of them were, a, were, were bordering, like there's a line, like you start off with everything's okay. Then you get to kind of annoying. Then you get to, uh, you know, um, to really kind of creepy, and then mm -hmm. you get to harassment. And it does escalate fast. Well, I know in, in some of your cases it has. But it does. And they get, you know, you have to watch yourself. Right. So I think I think 90% of the stuff in this video was it crossed the line. Some of it was just okay. Some of it crossed into annoying. Mm -hmm. A couple of them went into a little bit in the creepy area, but I don't know that any of them went to the harassment area. I mean, there was some creepiness there. Maybe the times. guy following her for five minutes. 
probably into their harassment area. Yeah. yeah. Probably okay with that description. Outside of that one, mostly creepy or less. Mm-hmm. That's the, on, the, uh, on the Jeffy scale, that's, you know. On the Jeffy, what I do in, in average afternoon scale. Uh, she may have gotten, gotten harassed had she given some of them some energy. The not saying anything was the problem that calmed things down that made it look not like harassment for a lot of it, right? Because the guy Maybe. following her, the homeless guy that's walking with her for two blocks, if she says, hey, dude, get away from me. It stops, right? He, it might, stops. He might, might swear or, at her, say, he might say, you know, right, it might not. F you, whatever. You don't know where it's going to escalate. Yeah. But he's following her because she isn't saying anything. Yeah, but I don't think, he, like, and, and this is another way of stating it, you don't have the right to walk down the street and people don't say something to you. Right. That's not your right. Yeah. Like, you don't have a right. Yeah. If, if someone comes by and says, hey, to you, yeah. uh, some of them, by the way, God bless you. You don't have the right to walk down the street and no one says God bless right. you to you. Like you don't. There's, there, say, like yes, I get that maybe uh-huh. he wasn't thinking religion when he made the comment, but still, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, there's some of that and is going to happen. There's and, plenty of businesses that uh, have people out front hawking you to come into their businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. I've invested in a few of those, <laughs> but I mean, you want people to come in. <laughs> You're the yeah. worst. All right, uh, so uh, let's move on here. The <laughs> which diet will help you lose the most weight? Now, there's a lot of opinions out there. I know, uh, Jeffy, you have a fine. Simplelose.com. Uh, pl- it's not a. Uh, it's not a diet. It is not a diet. It is a lifestyle change. It is a lifestyle change. Choices do have consequences. And we've seen the effects of, of simple to lose um, uh, around here, and, and they've been highly successful. Um, and, uh, you know, not just with you, but with a lot of plenty, people. There are plenty of uh, diets that work. Yeah. Specifically for different people. Yeah, that's true. And, and Simple to Lose, though, has had you know, good long-term uh, 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 implications on a lot of people here at the Absolutely. office. Now, Simple to Lose was not tested in this particular uh, study, uh, but uh, they, they did test seven different diets. I haven't heard of all of them. Um, but they tested the Atkins diet, which is, you know, low-carb to you no-carb know, to low-carb. Volumetrics, which I have never heard of. My understanding of it is essentially, I think it's like um, you're eating a lot of lower calorie, uh, high, uh, like lots of volume type foods. So I think lots of vegetables and greens and high stuff. Density. Like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ornish, I have, is, they say they call it low fat. Uh, is their description here? Um, then is the zone, which is low carb but not Atkins. It's like more, you know. Uh, Low carb, and you're supposed to have a certain percentage of your diet that's carbs, but it's very low. Weight Watchers is sort of a low-calorie type of diet, uh, as well as, I guess, the volumetrics. Uh, Rosemary Conley, you guys ever heard of that? No. Uh, Low-fat. And Jenny Craig, which is kind of in that situation as well, where it's uh, kind of low-calorie-ish. So... They they did this this first of all six months in and they asked you know they did they didn't do Nutrisystem, yeah that didn't make it on there. Why did you not do Nutrisystem? That's one of the biggies. Some of these I haven't even heard of. I'm surprised they went with. Um, But here is the uh, list of at six months what worked the best. Atkins worked the best after six months. Twenty two point three pounds lost uh, per person. Uh, Volumetrics next up twenty one point seven. Then Ornish at nineteen point nine. The Zone eighteen point six. All the way down Jenny Craig the least amount lost at 12.7 pounds. Now, that's six months in. Really and, weird. And it kind of tells an interesting story here. And, you know, I was a guy, I used to do an Atkins diet uh, back in the day, and this kind of rung true, to, kind of rang true to me here as I looked at the update to this. What's the weight loss at one year? So Atkins led the way at six months, but then fell back after one year to middle of the pack. Jenny Craig was in last place, I think, after six months, but then rose all the way up to second place uh, after, uh, after a year. 
and the average was right around 14 pounds. But if you really look at it, all these diets worked pretty well. Yeah. I mean, between 13 and 14 and a half pounds uh, over a year. If you, if, that's if a good I result. lost 14 pounds in a year, I would call that a massive failure. Oh, really? For a diet. Oh, my gosh. Well, For first of all, yes. yeah. Well, first of all, you're talking about uh, an average. So it's not just one yeah, person. So, true. I mean, some people probably failed on it. Um, but, I mean, and the interesting thing, if you look at Atkins, you lost 22 pounds after six months and 14 after a year. Yeah. So the average person gained eight pounds back after the first six months. Right. Um, but, I mean, 14 pounds, you know, uh, is a decent amount of weight. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and that's as an average. So people lost more than that as well, although some people failed completely. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I don't, you know. I think it is, as you point, kind of pointed out, Jeffy, uh, uh, sort of one of those things where it needs to fit you. Like, it does. It's, it's, it's like you, like Pat, you, when you eat, Pat has, when you eat well, Pat mm -hmm. has an interesting diet, which is he comes in and has a gigantic breakfast, mm -hmm. or a pretty good-sized breakfast, maybe yeah. a little snack at lunch, and then nothing else for the rest of the day. Yeah. Stop eating at three. Stop eating at three. It's basically the name of your diet, if you had to name it. Stop eating <laughs> Stop at three. Stop eating at three. Mm -hmm. and, and I will say, you don't, like, pack in tons of food throughout the morning. But, you know, you, no. you eat a healthy, like, a, a yeah. good-sized breakfast. Pretty and, much whatever I want in the morning. Yeah. And I mean, to, with reason. At, at times, you've even had, like, the Chick-fil-A breakfast, which, yeah. which, what do you get at Chick-fil-A when we go there? Chicken sandwich. And milkshake. A milkshake. Oh, my God, does that sound good? It does. Where are Where's the milkshakes? The how how in God's name Come are we on. talking about food and don't have food here? Where's the food? Where's the food? Where is the food? We, oh, my gosh. Someone sent me a picture today. They were drinking a thin mil mint chocolate milk. Oh, my gosh. Where is what? the thin oh milk? Oh, my God. Thin mint chocolate milk. I can't even say it. We're ready I can for drink it. it. I'm good at it. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting <laughs> thing. And I think, you know, you do have to find your own, uh, your, your own path on that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I guess all of them will work if you follow them. Because what is it? Consequences. Choices, choices have choices have consequences. consequences yeah, if I'm mistaken. Choices have consequences with yeah. anything in life. That's right. Even prison. Right. I mean, choices will lead you mm -hmm. to a consequence of prison if you do certain things. As it has in your out. case. You get caught. It many does. Times. Yes, it does. Right. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents too, and we got a uh, preview of tonight's for the record. Oh, nice. Coming up. Tonight, for the record, is brand new. <gasps> no way. Yeah. It's true. No way. Uh, Not an all new. It's an all, all new. Part of it's new, but part record. of it's really old, and right? And much of it is a repeat. No, it's actually all new. No. Okay. Uh, it's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, tonight's what, what episode... What would it be then, Pacific? 5 p.m. 5 o'clock. Well, how about Mountain? Uh, 6 p.m. And Central? Uh, 7 p.m. Okay. No. Hawaiian? Right? Yeah. Hawaiian Whatever. time? Alaska. Uh, Hawaiian time will be 3.30 in the morning. Uh, so, uh, if you're like, why would it be? In London, that is going to be... It's going to be uh, 13 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so, tonight's episode is actually focused on Iran, and I don't know what time it airs there, but uh, there's a, a kind of a... Uh, it's, it's all about Iran, but also a tie into this administration and eh, some high-profile members, how they've dealt with it. Watch. The one thing that has worked is ratcheting up pressure on the regime, 
but we're dealing with an administration right now that's moving in the opposite direction. Obama believed that because of the power of his personality in his history, that foreign governments would change their behavior towards the United States. Pete Hoekstra served as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee from 2004 to 2007. He says the Iranian policy under President Obama has not been managed by foreign policy experts in the State Department, but rather by one of the president's closest advisors. The involvement of Valerie Jarrett, that's been rumored or talked about uh, in detail uh, for the last number of years. She is kind of the point person on a nuclear deal with Iran. Valerie Jarrett was born in Shiraz, Iran, to American parents. She is a longtime advisor to President Obama and is considered the most influential among those in his inner circle. There are people who say she speaks Farsi, which I've never had confirmed, but I have confirmed that she's been running around and she has told uh, Middle Eastern leaders that she's got the Iran dossier and that she's working hard on it. In November 2013, Israeli media outlets reported that official U.S.-Iranian negotiations were little more than a facade. Reports went on to say that a secret deal had already been struck by Valerie Jarrett, who had been communicating behind the scenes with representatives of Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. When you get to that point, you recognize that it's the amateurs that are in charge of negotiating and developing foreign policy. White House National Security Council spokeswoman Bernadette Meehan said the report was, quote, absolutely 100% false. However, on November 24, 2013, a temporary agreement was signed between Iran and the group of nations known as P5 plus one, the five permanent members of the UN Security Council plus Germany. The pact amounted to a short-term freeze of portions of Iran's nuclear program in exchange for decreased economic sanctions. The agreement expires on November 24, 2014. Scary. There you go. Uh, tonight, for the record, I have all the details on that. Um, Real scary. So, Valerie scary. Jarrett is a uh, Persian spy? Is that what we ascertained from that? I don't think that is how I would... That's what I got from it. ...boil that she's one a, uh, She's a spy. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Would she's it surprise like co-president. What? She's like co-president. She is sort of co-president, I will she say. Is. She does have a she's hell of a lot of She's assistant president. Didn't we hear about the assistant president on more on trivia a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. She's assistant she's president. She's assistant president. <laughs> she does have more influence than uh, certainly the vice president. Oh, Most my of the God. highest yes. advisors. Yes. I, I yes. mean, yes. she really Anybody is but, I'll bet, Michelle. Anybody but Michelle. She's got yes. the most influence in the government. Absolutely. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Use that number uh, then. Okay. All right. Toodles. Bye bye. Now.